Yeah, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. I would like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things going on, a lot of things to do here in this city. Things get done. But, well, we will recognize it for what it is. I don't know if it's my headset or is it my mic. I sound like I'm muffled or something. It's coming through my headphones and I'm muffled. Everything's all right up uh, on there? Everything? Yeah? Yeah, everything... uh do I sound muffled? Hi, good morning. Uh, everything is all right. I can hear you. Yours is sounding okay, but mine is not. Uh, I can hear you uh, perfectly, and I'm sure the, the listeners too. All right. Yes. We'll, we'll see. If you can't hear me perfectly, if I sound muffled, call and let me know. And uh, we have got to get going because we got so much going. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. We got some key football games uh, Got to have a good time. The kids are, are playing uh, today. Carter versus Kimball. Uh, arch rivals. Arch rivals. Arch rivals. And uh, everybody want to go out and, and, and boost them on. Boost your favorite team, the Kimball Knights or the Carter Cowboys. Either one you, you want to pull for. Go out there and let them just have fun with the young people, and we got some people coming on going to be uh, talking about the Big Carter Campbell football game, classic. We used to have these classic years ago. Lincoln versus Booker T used to be played on Thanksgiving Day. That was a classic. That, that was a classic. You know who really stole that game? Really? The Dallas Cowboys. That Thanksgiving game, they were doing it because they said it because Detroit played on Thanksgiving. They wanted to add to it. But uh, that was a day in Dallas. Played out at PC Cop Stadium. And uh, it used to be Dallas High Stadium. And uh, they played there, and that, that place be packed out. More than 30,000 would be there for that big game. And uh, there's just a lot of things going on. And uh, I'll be watching the games today on TV. That's, that's uh, going to be placed. I will be watching that Utah-Florida game. That's going to be a monster. That's going to be a great one. That's going to be a good one. Utah versus Florida. That's going to be, be down in Florida today. But... We said Labor Day weekend. Let me ask you something. We celebrate this Labor Day, but have you ever been paid for the work for your, the labor that our ancestors did? We never received anything for that day. Never received, uh, you know. In fact, that that we work for, they took from us. Much of what we work for, we have not been paid in this country. Everybody coming in here, they can be dreamers, they can be anything you name, they, are, they get paid. 
They get paid. They were placed in concentration camps during World War II. They've been paid. What about us? When will we receive our pay? When will it happen? Since it's Labor Day, but we have so much we haven't gotten paid for yet. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Work, 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 work. From can to can't. From before sunrise to after the sun go down. Working all day. Hard, toiling labor. But they got the nerves to name a day Labor Day and pay and, you know, be a part of the labor force. But what are when is they going to pay us? Would you? Would you like to accept some money off of your ancestors where they worked? Not only just with their backs and physical labor, but they worked with their minds. They built things. Built the White House. Built bridges. Built things that others couldn't do. They got out there and worked at a high toiling sun where others would die if they worked out there. Labor days, this Monday. What about that? I want to hear what y'all have to say. What do you think about it? What do you think about it? Labor Day. Have you got your pay from what your ancestors did? Or have you gotten pushed aside? If you got a job, if you only had it for a while, have you gotten pushed aside and somebody else is hired Or do we get the menial jobs? Some of that is still going on. I know some of you don't want to believe it. I'm making this and that and everything. Yeah, but you got too many that's not making that. These frivolous holidays. These frivolous holidays. Are they good for those who are worked and gotten paid and everything? And good for them. But is that any good for a lot of other people? What do you think about that? What do you think about it? What do you think about it? 972-647-1893 is the number to to call. That's the number to call. And speak your mind. That's what the show is all about. Speak your mind. Had you ever thought about it? Labor Day? And they had nerve enough to call it Labor Day? And we toiled and labored for centuries, decades, and all of a sudden, they declared a holiday to work and everything. It sure wasn't a holiday in slavery. It was not. It was not. Think about it, people. 
Think about it, people. Wake up, wake up. Think about it. Wake up, wake up. Think about it. Speak out about it. It's the only way you get things changed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. 972-647-1893. I know it's early, early in the morning. you waking up. Some of you not woke yet. And you're stretching and everything. But this is just utterly ridiculous. There's got to be something to think about. Talking about our jobs and everything. Some, yes, you've gotten jobs and you got and made a good living. Some of you retiring and doing different things. You've had that. But I guarantee you, you're not in the majority. You're not in the majority. You're not there. You're not in the majority. And your ancestor built this country, built this nation, and still you uh, have to put up a lot of stuff on a lot of these jobs. It's something. All righty, who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, Tim on uh, line one now. Tim? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Tim. Yeah, how you doing, Brother Barnett? Fine, how are you? Hey, you know, uh, a couple couple weeks ago, you had mentioned about uh, America not being in the Bible. What's not in the Bible? Uh, America. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? Uh, I know I can say this on your show, and you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, the, the, the British Empire, in the Bible, it says that it'll be a, a, a nation that has a four, that four parts of the earth, You know, at one time, the, the British Empire, they uh, ruled one-fourth of the world. Was that good? Uh, pardon? Was that good? No, that, that, was, that was bad. This was one of the most brutal empires uh, ever. Yeah, in, uh, in the world history. Mongol Empire, mm-hmm. Mongol Empire and uh, the Russian Empire. What I'm saying is they enslaved a lot of people. Mm-hmm. In America... America came out of the British Empire. Mm-hmm. So this scripture, let me read it for a second. And I looked and beheld a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, mm-hmm. and hell followed with him. Mm-hmm. And power was given unto him, unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill mm-hmm. with sword and with hunger and with death and with beast mm-hmm. of the earth. So this, the first part, the first part of this, the four horse hills is talking about the world wars that were to come. Mm-hmm. And the British, the British Empire, like I said, the most brutal empire is the start of it. Mm-hmm. Well, America, well, America came out before of you it. go any further, I want to ask you something. What do you think of this marriage? What's her name? Meghan Markle and, and Harry? Oh, man. What, what on, do you man. think of this? And why I are think, we so, our people are so silly. They, they just glory and, and gloat over that. These people were our oppressors in exactly. slavery. In fact, they were behind the whole thing. And then he wore, yeah. uh, Prince Harry had wore a swastika to some party. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So why would you, I mean, even as a black female, why would you want to marry a man like that? You know what I mean? Uh, that that, well, that has, has something to brutalize your people. 
and have done you know, that for centuries. I don't hate. I don't hate. I don't hate white people, but I am angry at white people, and I'm angry at black people for accepting these things that they do to us. Because well. we are the people of the Bible, we should be able to go to our God. For me, we should go to our God. Our leaders should go to our God and say, "Hey, man, y'all need to quit doing us this way." You know what I'm saying? We don't have to. All, we well, don't have to fight y'all. Uh, we, 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 we don't have to go to him. He's uh, he's a, a great deal aware of what has happened, but he's exactly. also a great deal aware of what we are not doing. Exactly. The scriptures were changed uh, from uh, the original writings of the Bible until they grossly misinterpreted those scriptures that the Bible has given us. And they've always right. made uh, white pure, black right. sinful, which is the Bible yeah, yeah. don't teach. The Bible don't yeah. teach. In fact, the Bible teaches just the opposite. And uh, they had to change a lot of the theology. And most of the churches that we have, just about all of them, are European churches that taints the mind of the African descent people that are in there. And our people don't even realize it. They right. don't, they don't realize what's going on. Right, you know about the Willie Lynch letter, right? Where oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Even after, even after slavery... You, you hold know, them captive for over 300 years to 1,000 years, yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then our minds, they will still have our minds. You know, I like people that are pro-black, right? Not mm -hmm. prejudiced. Not prejudice because God don't want us to hate anybody. No. But I would like people that are pro-black that'll speak out because I don't mind telling my neighbors or white, I don't mind telling them what they did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We can still be friends after that. But I don't want to sit up here and grin in your face and backstab because I'm gonna tell you what your people done did. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a non I'm a non violent person. You know, yeah. I'm not with all this violence and stuff, but I will tell white people what they've done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well they don't want that they don't want that taught in school. They don't. They don't, see, want, they, they, they don't want that type of stuff taught. They don't no, want to. They don't want their children under the world to know exactly what they've done. Right. Because they've lied for so it. long. Right. Because I heard you say the other week about what Ukraine had did, right? Oh and yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Of, yeah. You know, and that comes out of the Russian Empire. All these people. All yeah. these. And, and the Bible mentions the the, the white horse. Going and conquering, right? Mm -hmm. These are nations. These are these European nations that have came and conquered. You got, like I said, the Mongols, which is which is China. You got China. You got Russia. You have the European uh, nations. Yes. All these nations have have had captive, held our people captive. You know, mm -hmm. and our people need to realize that. Hey, why should we trust the people that have did this to our people? I still think about my ancestors. These were people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Human beings. Our people should think think of our people and say, hey, man, y'all killed millions and millions of our people, but yet you haven't even apologized for what you did, and then you still want us to uh, love you the way that uh, the Bible says. No, you you got to give an apology, and you have to give some type mm -hmm. of reparation. Yep. You see what I'm saying? It's got to come. Got to come. Okay. All right. I thank you for your call. 972 uh, 647 1893. Those, those who are holding, uh, we are up against a short break and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, you know? All right, we're back. We're back. 
And uh, who do we have on the line, uh, Pierre? Uh, we have a Leon on the line too. Leon. Leon, yes. Alrighty. Good. Good morning, Leon. Leon, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, go right ahead. Yes, I want to mention uh, that incident at the University of Utah when the uh, African-American athlete from Duke was called uh, Inger uh, by fans at the university, and there was really no repercussions. When when did this Uh, happen? This was this been on the news for the last week. I think it happened last week, and she was a volleyball player for Duke University. Uh huh. And she, she was constantly called an inger every time she served the ball. And there was a how can I say it? There was a remark made the next day by the athletic director, but. My opinion is every African-American athlete at that school needs to transfer out. Uh, especially, particularly, it would particularly send a message that it doesn't make any difference where, what, uh, in what uh, capacity an African-American participates in an activity at that school. That kind of behavior is not going to be tolerated. Well, uh, now you've seen... That uh, it, the students from University of Utah was calling this woman out of her name. Uh, I'm. It was either a student or some person who paid to attend. But my issue is, if the students heard it and the guy said it multiple times, it was on every news outlet. The students should have said, "You got to go." Uh, the, the 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 University of Utah volleyball team should have stopped the game and said, "This guy's got to go." The Duke University volleyball team should say that if this guy doesn't go, we're going. We're going to support mm-hmm. our teammate. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a teammate, and you can't call her an inger, and we hear it and think that we're not going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then those African-American athletes, seeing that nothing was really done, they should say, no, 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 no. If you call her an inger, you think the same way about us. We're just as black as she is. We have to send you a message that this is not going to be tolerated under any circumstance in 2022, mm-hmm. and we're out of here. Because mm-hmm. if we're good enough to play for you, we can go to USC, we can go to UCLA, we can mm-hmm. go to University of Washington, we can go to Oregon. We're sending you a message that once and for all, this is not going to be tolerated by black people in 2022. I was completely teed off about it. Mm-hmm. And this is my opinion on how they should respond to make sure that they understand that this is unacceptable across the board. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to look at that. I, did, I missed it. I didn't know that had happened. What day was this? Uh, I saw it, I saw it on the news this past weekend, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Last weekend? This past weekend. Well, that was last weekend. We're on another weekend now. That was last yeah, weekend? That's exactly. It was last weekend, somewhere along exactly when it was. Uh, it, it, it would take me a second to look it up, you know, to Google it up. Mm-hmm. But it's been on all the news outlets, and it's just what, what is this? What's going on here with this kind of behavior in the year twenty twenty two? 
This is not Bull Connor. This is not George Wallace. This is not Lester Maddox. These are young people, or younger people who have no concept of, of Jim Crow. All right. We're going to look into that because I certainly wouldn't put up with nothing like that. But at the same time, uh, do you think all the black athletes should have transferred out of Oklahoma? Yes, absolutely. They didn't. Because, no, they did not. But when it happened at the University of Missouri, the black athletes said, we're not playing in the bowl game. Yeah. And, and that affected change. And mm-hmm. so this is what we need to do because, as you guys have been discussing earlier, stuff gets done to us and there's no response. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does what uh, uh, Dr. Kumar says? That we, we, there's no price for disrespecting us. Mm-hmm. And so it continues. And obviously, I guess this, this behavior is taught generationally Oh, well, yeah, it's like a snake. It's long, but you know in and no division in it. It's, it's like a long snake. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, find out what's going on. I hadn't heard it. I watch the news every day, but they didn't report this, and I want to see what's going on. All right? Yes, yeah, Somebody okay. calling behind me, we'll, 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 we'll validate it. All right. Look it up. Okay, sure thing. All right, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have? Uh, we have a councilman, uh, Casey Thomas, on uh, line two. All righty, bring... He, that was line two. Uh, line three. Line, line three. three. All right. Okay. Good morning, councilman. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing? Fine. Did you make contact with the other councilman? Yeah, he should be calling me in shortly. All right. And uh, 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 who, which school is in your area? Kimball High School. Kimball, huh? Is, is, is Kimball going to win that game? Well, you know, that's the expectation. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, they they going to beat Carter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely plan our bet on it. So I'm, I'm hoping to finally get up in a minute and do a little trash talk. Well, you know, there's been a trash talking game for for years. This for at least three decades. It's been a trash talking game. And uh wonder what when 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 and what time will it be played? The game is tonight at six o'clock at King Cave Stadium. At what time? 6 p.m. at Kincaid Stadium. 6 p.m. at Kincaid Stadium. Everybody ought to be headed to that game or at the game by that time. That's something. That's, that's something. What's Kimball's record? Kimball is 0-1. They uh, came up a little short last week in their first game, but they uh, it's a robbery game, so you throw out the records when it comes to robbery. Yeah, yeah, you can throw everything else out. I've seen them. Uh, you, you come, people are coming, they expect to see, and they'll probably get a dog fight. It's a pure, oh, D, yeah. a pure D dog fight when they when these two play. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. These are not crosstown rivals. This is a neighborhood rivalry here. 
gospel. Right, it's almost cross the street rivals. Yeah, yeah. Some of them live next door to each other. <laughs> and right. And somebody, quite naturally, somebody won bragging rights for the next year on this. On this. Uh, do we have a. Uh, Councilman Tennell Atkins on. Yes, yes. Yeah, bring, gonna, bring, bring Councilman Atkins on too. With okay, yeah, he's uh-oh. on the line too. He's on line no too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, he's on. Councilman yeah, Atkins. Yes, well, well, Yes. This here case is, even though Kim lost the game, and, and they're in a loss of game. This is a rivals. They just can't play no football. So Carter gonna beat them bad. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's just a fact that they're the Carter Cowboys. You know, the Kimball night. You know, the Cowboys got the horse and the night, and they ain't got no spirit. So we're gonna rope them down tonight. Oh, uh, 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 you it's, said it's, the Carter Cowboys gonna put it on Kimball. They're they gonna rope them down. They're gonna do it like a bulldog. You know, they got a cowboy <laughs> with. With a lasso, we just gonna rope him and just tie him up. And I asked him what size shirt he wore. You know, he says two oh, uh, X. So I'm giving two X for. Him. I read about the shirt. Uh, 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 <laughs> I was. I'm surprised you showed up for the interview this morning. Oh man! I had I had to do that. You know, he's right in my backyard, and 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 all of you know, my kids went to Carter High School way back in the day. You know, when they <laughs> left Atwell, they went straight to Carter. Um, but 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 one thing is a good deal for the community. You know, he keep he keep the, the community together, keep the neighborhood together, keep people in the same neighborhood, and also it keeps an economic impact. It keeps the money in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, they go to shop, they go to the restaurant, they buy gas, mm-hmm. they spend money, they create jobs, they create a quality of life, and stuff like that. So, You're right. That's what Rob about. It's about the neighborhood. So it's a neighborhood new game. Well, tough one, you know, Dennis Jackson had a song called What Have You Done For Me Lately? He talked about his son way back in the day. Well, my son go to Kimball now. So we we not worried about back in the day. We worried about what they gonna do. Put it on call the Cowboys now. Well, it, it, it just it just like last week. You know, they 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 they, they talking about last week. You know, we talking about today. You know, today. You know, they not ready. I think they still asleep. You know. Uh, well, so see, well, you know, see, see, uh, you uh, gentlemen. Real friend, real yeah. friend, just uh-huh. you had a prayer for them, uh, a, a night prayer. <laughs> pray for the team. They, they, yeah, they had a prayer for a special prayer for this, huh? Yeah, special prayer. You, you know, you know, you know. This, this is the first Sunday. It's a special prayer for them. You know, the knights always pray before they go to battle. Mm-hmm. We got to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Make sure they go home safe. Make sure they go on a safe journey back to back to their neighborhood. All right. Uh, all right. But well, pass for that. Why you praying? Why you praying for uh, for the Kilmer Knights? Pray for the SMU Mustangs if they get on the bus and show up in Denton today for this rivalry game. No, I can't pray for them playing North North Texas. No, oh no. Well, you know, you know, you know, we, I, you know, you know, me and Case going going to Denton to toss the tongue, but the baton, but you know, I got to, you know, support U and T Dallas Day in my district, but I also got to support my school, but. But tonight, I, I just got to be with SMU all the way. The Mustangs, you know, just got to, you know, take over them. Mr. The Atkins, you played for SMU, did you not? Yeah, I played with running back. I played back there with uh, Wayne Morris, you know, with Chapel Ricky Wilson, uh-huh. Oxerone, 
Uh-huh. You know, that, 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 that'd be four cases a day. He wouldn't even thought of back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, Casey was in an elementary school then or what? <laughs> yeah. Or was he old enough to go to school? Oh, yeah. Now, now Casey, now Casey, what he thought about it. You know, they didn't thought about Casey until we got to elementary school, uh, Bronx Middle School. So Casey was young, but he's just 5'0. He just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, birthday, 5'0. Boy, 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 boy. I tell you what, see, y'all can, I see, I, I'm going to call in the trick both ways, because I had a son to go to Kimball, and I had a son to go to Carter, and a son and a daughter to go to Carter, and a son and a daughter to go to Kimball. That's two and one, that's two and one, so you just, yeah, you just, you just two against one. Right. No, it's two and two, I had both daughters and son, one went to Kimball, the younger ones went to Carter, and, uh. Then SMU, I had a son, played football for SMU, and I played for North Texas. Oh, boy. Where, where, uh, who, who, who you for tonight, uh, Pastor Burnett? Make a prediction. You for UNT or SMU? Which one are you going to do? Who, oh, you know. Green. Green. Uh, that's going to be an interesting game because they, they both, both programs have improved over the years. They've improved here in the, in the late years. Now, they, you know, back in the 80s, they would have had one year they had the best team in the nation. They didn't get the national title, but Penn State gave it to Penn State rather than uh, SMU. That's it, yeah. Eric Dixon. He, uh, yeah. Eric Dixon, he's he back in town now. He's doing a whole lot of stuff. Uh, oh, he is? SMU is reaching out to the, 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 the neighborhood. They're reaching back in the neighborhood. They're reaching with a whole lot of players from the neighborhood, which they used to do way back in the 70s and 80s. So they're doing a great job just bringing, bringing um, students, athletes to the, to the, to the hilltop. Well, I'm glad Eric is, uh, and I'm not really glad that he's so committed to SMU because SMU really messed him out of the Heisman Trophy. Right. You know, they made him share time with, uh, what's the guy, the boy out of Houston? Craig James? Yeah, it made him share time with Craig James. And Craig James wasn't even in the same league with uh, Eric Dickerson. They, he was a well, good football you, you player, but he was he was he was not in Eric Dickerson. Well, Brother well, Burnett, well, you, you, you know you had the baddest running back with better, better Eric Dickerson. Uh, what is it? Uh, Wagner? Charles, Charles Wagner? Wagner was better than Eric Dickerson. He, yeah. In fact, Dickerson had applied to USC because he never was going to start at SMU until Dickerson uh, slammed his, bro- almost broke his neck. Broke his yeah. neck. He had an accident, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these things happen. But now there's Kimball Carter game. Uh, and uh, Casey, uh, you, you say you, uh, you are a Kimball man? Yeah, absolutely. My, my son is there now, so we are with the Kimball Knights. All right, which team has won the most games between those two? That's a good question. We need to find out what the theory I, is. I don't, I don't know. I tell you what, most people would just right off the bat would say Carter, but that's not true. That's not true. No. Kimball has beaten they even. They're dead even. This tiebreaker today. They are, uh, they are, they're dead even. And uh, 
whoever wins today gets the top. They go ahead, one game ahead. That's right. I need to make sure I have a freshly starched Kimber shirt. For, well, for well, well I'm going to make sure that 2X, you know, that 2X, it says this was the, the tiebreaker that then y'all went down to defeat. <laughs> yeah. The whole city will know because you're going to have on that freshly starched, freshly signed Kimball T-shirt. Mm-hmm. They get you a polo. They make you look good. Get your Kimball polo shirt. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you get that neat, neat shirt, you're praying for rain then, aren't you? No, no, no. I'll, I'll get him a, a Nike. I'll get him a Nike shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we, it's going to be it's gonna be good. Uh, starts at 6 o'clock this evening. All roads are leading to 9191 South Polk Street. Yes, that's where the game will be played. That'll be a... At King K Stadium. Yeah, yeah. I, I allow people to call it that. I allow that. Right now, I'm getting tired of it because I had the stadium built. Nah, it was me. You did? I, I, I thought of it and had it built. I brought, brought it together. I was such a powerful activist then. Most people don't know that. I, I, and I took it know, before the I, board I, of trustees I, and everything got them to pass it. Because we had to go way out there and put in that and uh, in Irving I'm supposed to play what that football thing Yeah, that's uh, what you call them. Uh, what what is Lowe's Field House. Lowe's Field. Way out there in Carrollton, Farmer's Branch area. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we used to have to go to play big games because that stadium could hold more than Sprague Field. But I saw nine nine schools out there practicing at Sprague one day and said, this is just too many children out here trying to run around this track. It was doing track season when I started this. And went to them, told them about it. Uh, The only black superintendent we ever had, he endorsed what I said. And that night that we voted, we voted Eight zero, and there were no uh, votes against it. But in one vote, it was nine people on the school board, and uh, he didn't vote. And he only got on board when he found out the stadium would be built in his district. To tell you the whole story, I took people from Kimball and people from Carter down there one night and told them we. We, we demand a stadium be built in our community that has a larger capacity and a better a better way of doing things. And it, it got passed. It got passed just like that. See, you have not because you asked not. I really didn't ask. I demanded a stadium be built. Yes. Well, what, that's a good history, lady. History lesson because I actually didn't know that. I know how to stay in the there, but I know well, I had a pack up go way to Lowe's to, to, to watch a football game. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people know it, but they don't want to tell it because for some strange reason, we as black folk are very, very jealous of one another. We are very, very jealous people. I, I didn't, I've never talked about it. I said, oh, you ain't doing nothing but bragging. Now, well, I'm going to tell it just because people have been so, so quiet about it. Those who argued with me and said, you, you're not going to get it done. They're not going to do that for blacks. 
and I got it done. They came on this radio station, all other radio stations, and talked about how great it was, but they never called my name. So, hey, that's case, the way. Case, 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 we need to get a flash of Reverend Bernadette to stay the day he built. You know, they didn't know. We didn't let him keep a note of that case. That's good history. Yeah. I know. That's good history. history. That's history. That's history. Yeah. I had to get that. That's a history. You're in these third cases. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We we'll see. But these things happen. I tell you what, we're up against uh, a, a break. Could you fellas hold on a couple more minutes? Yeah, I'm right. still. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up? It's- I'm going to kick it with the honey, All right, we are back. We are back. I want you gentlemen to uh, give me the store, the winner and the score tonight. We'll start off with you, uh, Councilman Atkins. Who's going to win and what will the score be? The score would be 21-7. 21-7. 21-7, Carter Cowboy. 21-7. Now, I'm writing this down, fellas. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this. <laughs> 21-7, Carter. All right. Right. Okay. Uh, Councilman Thomas. What's the score? 24-14, Knight. 24. Y'all expecting a good game tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, a rival, it's a rival game. You never know what happened to the rival game. Yeah, right? you just know. You don't know what might happen. So, <laughs> really, people can come out. It's going to be a dog fight. Like yeah. it, it's a dog fight every year between those two. Bragging rights right. for Oak Cliff and all of that. Right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But uh, we really certainly thank y'all. I got... Uh, I got this written down here, and and, and uh, if uh, something come up, don't come up later down. Later, when when you're on this show, I I'll remind you, gentlemen, of how y'all picked the game. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And go Mean Green. All right. Go call the Cowboys. Call the Cowboys. All right. And like I said, I had sons to play football for both schools. So, okay. Uh, and I had daughters to go. One ran track, the other one didn't. But I thank God we we can have something good going on in our community. And we don't ever want to forget that. All right? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. All right. Councilman Danielle Atkins and Councilman Casey Thomas representing Kimball and Carter. 972-647-1893. We got some things going on. Put a Put me, put put me a call on. I'll just yeah, go uh, wildly into this thing. Uh, we have uh, uh, Bobby uh, Rocky on the line one. Bobby who? Bobby Rocky. Bo- Bobby, well, okay, just put him on. Good morning, young Keno. Good morning, Faust Barnett. How are you, sir? How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Getting up and just getting up, listening to the show. I listen to the show every Saturday morning. Yes. Oh, be and I just want to mention Joe Biden's speech and get your input on it. Okay. What What do you want to ask I, me about? I'm old. 
I'm old Vietnam veteran. Uh-huh. And, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with the way this thing is going. Uh-huh. What is it you don't like? I don't like the, I don't like, the, I keep having this vision about the Civil War occurring. That's my concern. I just wanted to get your input on it. Do I think a Civil War is coming? I keep having that backflash from Vietnam. I keep having that. I keep hearing calls of Civil War. And that's, I just want to get your input on that. Well. The division that we're having in this country. Well, this country has always been divided. That ain't nothing new. Division is nothing new in America. But seem like that coronavirus brought the worst of the worst out in everybody. It seems like it's going on all over the world. Are, are you calling Donald Trump the coronavirus? No, no, sir. No, sir. I suspect the coronavirus occurred. Seems like people have gotten more meaner. I mean, people seem like the whole world. I mean, all they, I guess they're going through a different phase or something. I just don't see no good coming out of this. I just keep seeing they're trying to push this thing to, I don't know. I just hope it don't happen. But I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Do you think it's in the in the future? Yes. That the only thing you're going to sell out the vision? Yes. Oh, you think that's going to be the only way we'll be able to sit to be able to sell our differences in this country. Yes. Will it take another civil war to accomplish that? Yes. You think so? Yes. All right. You can't see it happening. That's okay. What if what if what if Trump went back in to the White House and he? Somehow I got back in. What do you think would mm-hmm. happen? Well, he demanded that he be reinstated. Well, he lost the election. He's lying about that election. And mm-hmm. here's a man that meant to take over America. And he thought this would work by going to the uh, Capitol building on January 6th and stop them from really uh, putting Biden in. And he wanted Pence, his vice president, to stop it and not certify those votes and call the election a fraud. And he stayed in the White House. He never meant to leave the White House. It was you know who really stopped who really stopped the Civil War in America from January sixth? The Joint Chiefs of Staff of the United States military said no. We're not going to have that. They were going to bring the armed forces in to put a stop and throw Trump out of the White House. He didn't plan to. He didn't plan to leave until they don't talk about it much. Until the Joint Chiefs of Staff said he was. He's got to go. The election was not a fraud. Hello. It would be a terrible. It would be a terrible thing that we have a second civil war behind a lie. The big lie. Well, the first one was behind a lie also. They both would be lies. Hello? Okay, the lie, kind of refreshing my memory. I got shot in the back of the head in Vietnam, so my memory's kind of... Okay, the first Civil War, I was under the impression that it was to free the slaves. 
But then I found no. later on, it was more behind it than that. It was, yes, what was happening. Other countries could not compete against the United States, such as France and Germany and other European nations. The, in the trade, they could not compete against the United States because the United States had free labor in the South. They could compete against the North in the United States, the Northern states. They could compete against them because they had stopped slavery. But in the South, slavery was there and they got their labor for free. And this is why France really gave America the uh, uh, Statue of Liberty. It wasn't for those European coming all in, I came through this. It was a gift to America, to the North, from for winning the Civil War. That was a gift from France. And we find that had they not won that, that Southern America was going to spread slavery worldwide against any person of color. We have to understand these things were really, really uh, coming to a head. That was going to be civil wars all over the world. They were going to, they, these things were going to happen. So this 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 thing, yes, can it happen in America? Yes, it sure can. Will it? If we don't change directions, it's definitely headed in that way. I sure thank you. All right. You have a nice All right, thank you. All right, take close the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have, Pierre? Father uh, Andrew is on the line three. Father Andrew, Andrew, yeah. Andrew, all right. Good morning, Andrew. Hello. Pastor Barnett. Yes, uh uh-huh, go right ahead. Blessing always to hear your voice. You speak the truth, and you speak it godly, and you speak it uh, with wisdom. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to come together now. Listen, if Thank we don't you. start helping each other, ain't nobody else going to help us. No, uh, you're sure right about that. What I'm talking about, we have all these truck drivers. We got all these people that state that they got money. We need to help and send some money back so these people in uh, Mississippi, Jackson, the capital, can get some water. We take this stuff and... and for granted that we got water, but it could happen to us. If I can sow some money, uh, I'll sow finances into a seed, Pastor Lajay, Burnett, how can, I want to do it. Can I sow it into your show so we can get these people some water? Well, uh, do you have a place for people to meet and gather the water together to store it up and to get it in the transportation to get that from uh, this area to Jackson, Mississippi. It's a great idea, what you got. Yeah, I would send the money. I would send the finances. If you, if somebody want to else match what I'm going to put in, I'll put in $100 uh, so they can start getting cases of water, getting some water to these people. It doesn't make any sense, and this is the capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the capital of Mississippi. And it's not a little bitty small town. It's not a big major American city, no. But 
at the same time, it's a disgrace how water has been used as a tool for fighting wars. Now, don't you know those people that sit there who runs that city, who managed that city, don't you know they had sense enough to know that they could be in dire strait if something like what did happen, the flooding that came there, they could be short on water? You Jesus. think this caught them by surprise? Jesus. No, so they knew. They, 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 they knew. They knew. We needed water there. You got to have water anywhere you go. Yes. See, you can live three weeks without food. The human body can endure that. But after the third day without water, most people won't be here. That's so right. So we need to, yes, we could get water and go and buy truckloads. It's going to take a whole lot. I think the population of Jackson is what, about 150, 200,000? That's a great number. I think it's somewhere along there. Any of you know how large Jackson, Mississippi is? Uh, I know it's around 150, 200,000 people. That's what it seems like every time I've gone through it. It looks like it's bigger than Waco or Beaumont, but it's not large. It's some of our largest cities in Texas. There's a lot of cities in Texas bigger than Jackson. But uh, we have to have some type of idea how many people that would tell us how much water we could get on trucks and that would go there and, and not start a war because if you don't, you can go to a place and don't have enough, you're going to start a fight. I've seen people that don't have anything and somebody come in with something and end up being a fight. I've seen homeless people do that downtown Dallas. So, so we need to know. the Anybody can call me and tell me. Give me the population of Jackson. I, I don't have time to Google it right now. Uh, yeah. and, and find out because it's a city that, it's the capital city. It's a disgrace. And then we got other cities in America that has not uh, supplied good drinking water for the people of that city. This is not a mistake. This is a war tactic. It's like when they had uh, the lead smelters out in uh, West Dallas, RSR. It's like that. These are things that are happening, and they're not mistakes. They know what they're doing. They know they're poisoning the ground. They know they're poisoning people and everything. It's a it's a warfare, and believe me, usually it's a racial warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I heard it's majority of uh, uh, black, a uh, colored, uh, 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 black there in that capital, isn't it? It's the capital of Mississippi. It's the largest city. You got uh, universities there and uh, got people there. Uh, you know, a lot of your prominent blacks there uh, that's in the capital and different things. Uh, do we, is that, does they call, uh, do they call us, did he give uh, the uh, population? We have a Leo on uh, line one. Leo? Yes. All right, bring him on. 
Good morning, Leo. Yeah, good morning. How you doing today? Yes, uh huh. Yeah, you know the population of uh, Jackson. Nah, I'm talking about Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. About the water they need over there. Yes. Hey, what the? But Joe Biden is doing about body. What is he? So Joe Biden, Joe Biden know anything about Jackson, Mississippi? Does Joe Biden know anything about Jackson? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What he, about he, all the rest of Democrats? All the rest of the Democrats? They, yeah, they say they're gonna help everybody. Do they? Well, I'm sure they do it, and uh, and you you're right. This should be expediently done because you can't go. But I saw some trucks on the news yesterday, and uh, they were going in there. But they, if they don't have any in the whole city, those uh, few trucks I saw that means nothing. So I, I really don't know the answer to those. So far, I haven't heard nothing from. Joe Biden, Camilla, and all the rest of them. They don't care about it. Yes. Thank you. Well, they—they, I'm, I'm sure you're a Republican. Uh, well, you have to politicize everything. Have uh, have Trump sent uh, Trump sent any uh, water in there? Hello. Uh, I guess he gone. Okay. I found how many people live in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh huh. Uh, so what I found is uh, 595,000 people. Five. 595,000 people. 595,000 yes. Jackson that and, large? And someone uh, and someone wants to uh, talk about it to you right now on the line too. Okay, go on. Bring them uh, up. Della. Bring them up. Della? Yes. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning, Reverend Burnett. I was just mm -hmm. Googling uh, like the population of Jackson. Thank you so much for your service that you bring to our community entirely. Uh, and on here it says the current metro uh, area population of Jackson, Mississippi in 22 is 431,000, which is a, a 1.17 increase from 21. Oh, okay. And, uh, also, so, and then, you know, like uh, it says Mississippi in 21 was 426,000. Mm -hmm. uh, it was an increase from 1.43 a percent increase from 22. And mm -hmm. then you it went on down to the population of Jackson, Mississippi in 20 was four, 420,000, which was an increase, uh, 1.2% uh, increase from 2019. Mm -hmm. So currently, Jackson is supposed to be sitting at four, 431,000. Um, I tell you what, could you hold on? We got to take a, a, a short break. And uh, we'll, we'll be back to you. I want to hear more of this. All right. 972-647-189 for his number to call. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to you All right. We're back. Let's go back to the lady that we have uh, on the line. Uh, all right. Good morning, ma'am. you still Good there? Yes, you're still yes, there? Yes, sir. I'm still here. Yes, sir. I'm still here. Thank sir, you so much for having me on. Uh -huh. So you're saying it's about 450,000 people or more uh, in Jackson? Yes. Yeah, it's yes. Bigger, it's bigger than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Right, it's supposed to be our 22 count. And also, it was a question asked about what percentage of the population was black. Mm -hmm. uh, as of today, uh, as of 22, 82.47% uh, How much? Uh, was black. 82? 82. 82.47%. Uh, 
it's supposed to it's supposed to be the 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 count uh, of black people that the population of black people, uh, African American people in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, which is down from which is down from 1980 because in 1980 it says that it was 97 percent uh, African American. So it's so, a it's a black township. Yes. Yes, it is. It's 82.47%. That's what I am reading, and I'm in their atlas, mm-hmm. uh, Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Mississippi atlas, that I'm, um, national atlas that I'm reading mm-hmm. off of my chrome. Uh, so, and all that, uh, it all has, like, from the 80s to now. Uh, and so I was just going through trying to get the answers to your first caller. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I uh, was talking about the water, I was just trying to get that population number and... Uh, the count, uh, the percentage of our African Americans that's there. So uh, it is a great need uh, there. And uh, are you talking about a great need? Well, here's yeah, what. Here's what. Here's what. It's a great need right here too. <laughs> I'm not going to try to fool anybody and say we can go in there and have enough water for a population of over four hundred thousand. There's no way. Exactly. But we exactly. can do something. We can do something. We can but, do something. But we're going to have, we, and when you do things like this, see, I've been a part of stuff doing things like this a long time. You have some people happy. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> yeah. Bless you. Bless you. Okay. Thank you. You'll have a lot of people upset too. This has got to take. Of course. And they call it that, although I know that was a closet Republican, uh, called in. We do need somewhere nationally. This is, it's going to take the U.S. government and the state of Mississippi to get water, get water on in a hurry. For these people and get water into Mississippi. You you, you know the human body can't go hollow over exactly. three days without water. This this, this is right. a bad crisis. This and is. yes it is yes it is yes it is and and you know and it's gonna take uh, as the old people used to say it's gonna take a village and that means our government our leaders. This this uh, gonna, gonna take a state or a nation to feed to get enough water. Exactly, in. and it's not a red. It's not a. It's not a point of a red and blue thing like the last caller just called. And truly, mm-hmm. he was a Trump supporter, mm-hmm. and and I think that was just very biased because now he he pretty much said, "Say, what are you Democrats gonna do for your black people?" Mm-hmm. And and so you know, um, I just I can't just really say what I feel about that caller, but uh, well, have I you have you heard bad. anything uh, from Washington on this? Um, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. No, Biden I haven't. didn't mention it the other night that if I, if he did, exactly. I missed that part of his speech. Well, if if, if he did, I, I I too as well, and that really uh, breaks my heart because uh, the both of them was campaigning very hard for the African American vote. So, what are you now? And and they go the same way when it comes to Trump. Uh, when he was running, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. bluntly, uh, you know, blatantly told us what he felt. So, mm-hmm. but still, a majority, a lot of us still voted for him uh, for whatever reasons they had, and that was their right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that we need to be very careful who we put in office. And that's not only in the White House, that's in our, in our Senate uh, areas, you know, in right, our right. area, uh, on down to the mayors of our cities. You know, if this thing trickles on down, who we should be holding accountable. There's many people that we should hold accountable before we even get to the White House mm-hmm. that's not doing their job. Yeah, really, this started with the, management, with the management of that city. They exactly. had to know exactly. this was a possibility. And and where is the councilman of that city? Uh, where, where are they at? They were out there campaigning for these people votes. Yeah. Why aren't they rallying together? You know, I mean, where is the school board representatives that that should be rallying together? I, I just think that we need to be very careful when we start pointing fingers and naming out people, calling out people. When we you know we always want to go straight to the top, mm-hmm. and we forget the people that. Right here in the same that's, city. That, that's responsible. That can make a difference. Yeah. yeah. That's responsible because when it comes campaigning time, they're out here on the ground and they're begging for votes. Mm-hmm. So then what are you at now in Jackson? I would like to see the city councilmen. I would like to see the school board members. I would like to see the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, and any uh, the police chief. Yeah. I, I would like to see all of the five chiefs. I would like to see all these people rally up and come together and start helping Jackson. Did it say... Let's start holding those above them accountable. Did it say, is, is this a, a strong mayor city or is this a city manager city? Does it say there in that uh, almanac are you reading them from? Sir, <coughs> I don't have that information. I don't have that one up. Uh, Reverend Burnett, I'm sorry. But... Um, yeah, that, I just think that's where we are, and and like uh, I'm calling actually calling you actually from Tarrant County, and you know mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's voting time, it's voting time, and I want to speak to our to our black uh, and African American people here in Tarrant County, especially when it comes to the judicial system, because you know a couple of weeks we were talking about the young lady that got killed by the police officer, and how long it's taking for uh, them to bring this to justice. And where is I? You talking about uh, 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 Tatiana Jefferson? Tatiana Jefferson, right? Yes, I've been on that. I've been hard on that. Uh, I did reach out to the uh, yeah. to the NAACP at uh, that day that we were all talking about it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president was Ms. Stella um, uh, Jackson, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, either Washington. Uh, she was attending a funeral. She had had a death in her family, so she wasn't available to talk. Mm-hmm. So, but from my understanding, she's a very open-minded uh, woman, and she has been working in the community. So maybe more of us need to reach out to the president of NAACP, Ms. Estella, and say, "Hey, why don't you take w- this to the FBI?" W- would you give her? Would you give her my number? Give I will. I would. Uh, I will do that. Uh, call me right after I go off there. I give you my number okay, and, and ask her to one call me. Okay, I want to say one more thing, and I'll get off. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was saying to the voting, we have four Tarrant. We have four African-American women that are attorneys right now mm-hmm. here in Tarrant County, mm-hmm. and they're running for the seat, uh, uh, for seats as judges. And um, mm-hmm. one of them is um, Ebony Turner. Mm-hmm. She's running for uh, criminal court number six. Mm-hmm. We have Kristen Gayden. She's running for 324th District Court. Mm-hmm. We have Lisa Pepplin. For criminal court number five, and Mark Q. Clayton 
for criminal court seven. Now, early voting started uh, October 27th through November the 4th. The election date is November the 8th. I need for Tarrant County to show up and let's get these women in seats. They have not had a African-American person in these seats in over decades. Is that right? Yes. Yes, sir. It is correct. And they are called for Tarrant. They're on Facebook. They can be followed. They've been having madman campaigns. And we're calling everyone who wants to see a change in these court systems to please. Because these ladies not only have represented the people, mm-hmm. now they get a chance to help be part of the judgment of the people. And so where they can get correct and, and adequate representation, effectiveness, and fairness in our system. It's about not putting one behind bars, but getting them the right mental help that they may need. Mm-hmm. And so many of our mental people that have came up dead and mistreated because they have a mental illness and our officers are not trained properly in that area to help them, you know? And, Mm -hmm. of course, they, in our community, their first thing is, like, they're so scared that they shoot first opposed to trying to bring some type of uh, uh, calmness to whatever Mm -hmm. situation that they may be facing. Mm -hmm. And so this is where these four women are taking a stand at. They're speaking out about it. Because, you know, they're tired. They have solved this on both sides. Mm-hmm. So if we can get some people in here, these four women in these seats, that uh, that's willing to make a change, that's willing to, to uh, be held accountable, then let's do this. Let's do this. Leaders of Tarrant County right. and the churches mm-hmm. and everybody, y'all, please come out. We appreciate you. All right. And if you could keep that information. And, and, and you say you from Fort Worth? You, you live in Fort Worth? Yes, well, actually, I live in a in a, in a town called Mansfield, Texas. Oh, I know where Mansfield. I know the whole area, but I just never yeah. had any. Uh, well, you had uh, the sisters there. Uh, I went to college with them. Uh, they 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 were they knocked her out of her judgeship. Mary Ellen Hicks. You, you, yes, you remember her? Yes. And her yes, sister? Sir. Yes, yeah. sir. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we actually have a black mayor, our first black mayor right now, uh, which is uh, Michael A. Evans, uh, which we're very proud of. So, uh, and he's done a marvelous job. Uh, even <laughs> he became mayor. He was a school board president. You know, he was part of city council. He has made and um, brought a, a lot of change here. He's the pastor of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we're doing great things here in, in the city of Mansfield, Texas. But as being part of Tarrant County, mm-hmm. uh, I am just really rooting for these uh, four black women. Um, and I know each one of them personally. <laughs> I, I went through every one of their campaigns um, almost. And they are phenomenal. They are some phenomenal women. They are well together. And we're just trying, as the gentleman said too earlier, it's time for us to stand up and be the change that we're speaking about. And it only starts by putting uh, the ones that we believe in in office and then hold them accountable. Because oh. I don't want our people to get in office and sit down. All right. This is not what this is about. All right. So we, well, we thank you and uh, uh, God bless Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the information. Thank you. Okay. All right. And I will call back. I will call you back and get your number so I can pass it on to Miss Estella. Please do. All righty. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right, bring, bring one of those on. That's old. They've held a, a long time. 
Yeah. <coughs> so we, we have uh, Malcolm Robinson on uh, line one. When we bring him on after we take a short break and we'll bring the barrister on. Uh, have you brought him on? Yes. All right, bring. Good morning, uh, Trina Robinson. Well, good morning. How are you this morning? Fine, I'll be real quick. <coughs> uh, the mayor of uh, Jackson, Mississippi was on the uh, TV last night. His last name is Lamumba. Uh-huh. And he said, uh, I think it was about 180,000 was the population of Jackson, Mississippi. The larger number is the metro uh, population, I which I think Jackson is was beyond the county. Was ne- was nearly that five hundred some thousand or four hundred. I never. I've been no. there before. I, I, it, no, it's it's, all, it's a little look, look like a little bit bigger than say something like Waco. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, the city limits is one hundred eighty thousand. The metro, uh-huh. the metro is where you get into the five hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand. Well, and, d- and it's the the uh, African American percentage is eighty three percent, and this is mm-hmm. according to what the mayor said. Boy, it's a lot of black people. Yes, when he was on the TV, they interviewed him last night. Mm-hmm. His last name is Lamumba. And the, the, the crime dealing with the water is that the water was allowed to get that way primarily because of the white flight. In other words, the white people of Jackson moved into the suburbs, and that's when you get in that metro area. You're right. And the water treatment plant dealt with the city of Jackson and the tax base diminished where they could not maintain and improve the system. Now, for some reason, the water system that is defective affects the city of Jackson, but doesn't affect the suburbs of Jackson. They have their own water supply. Yeah, so so Mm -hmm. it's a racist Mississippi mm-hmm. is a very extremely racist state. Yes, yes, I mean, yes, it's Lord. one of the worst states. It, it's a shame. It's Mississippi. It's, it's what it's known to be. It is a shame. But but part of the problem in Mississippi, the African-American people have to rise up and take a more active participatory role in terms of the politics and the government of uh, Mississippi. I, I tell you what, uh, Barrister, could you hold on? We got to take a short break. All right. Uh, and uh, just hold on. We'll be back with you. All right. We'll be right. 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's- All right. We're back. All righty. Let's go back to uh, um, Councilman. What in the world I'm talking about? I'm talking about, talking about attorney. Malcolm Robinson. Good morning, Mr. Robinson. You there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, what were you saying there? This I, this is turning out to be a racial thing. It is a it's a racial thing. Uh huh. The, the mayor the mayor was on and he explained a lot of it last night. Mm-hmm. His last name is Lamumba. Yeah. And, okay. And is he from Africa? Uh, 
do it. That? that part, I don't know. It, 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 it's a, it seems like it's an African name, and I think his father was there there before he was. But anyway, mm-hmm. he's a he's a, seems to be a very very uh, active person, mm-hmm. and he went down a little bit about the the history of the situation, mm-hmm. how it got this way. See, it, it didn't just wake up and all of a sudden, you know, they have no water. water. Mm-hmm. This water problem has evolved over a period of time. Mm-hmm. He said that they have been boiling water for over 60-some days, 30-some days, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, because of the water issue. And then when they had the last rain that went through here, it went through Mississippi and mm-hmm. it flooded the water treatment plant and it made matters even worse. But even prior to that, they've been having water problems mm-hmm. in Jackson, Mississippi for, for almost 20 years, according to the way, way they were explaining. They, can, they can't even fix drinking water in 20 years? It, they, they had people that came on there who lived in Jackson, Mississippi, black people, mm-hmm. said that they did not use any water out of the pipe for over 20 years. Well, that's the way, what... The way it's being explained yeah. is it's almost like Jackson is kind of like being treated like uh, South Dallas, as if South mm-hmm. Dallas was Dallas, yeah. and the rest of it was the Metroplex. Jackson is, <laughs> is like that, the city limits, and that's why it's about 180,000 in Jackson. Uh-huh. And... And because of the white flight, and the, there wasn't action taken by the metro area, which I presume is the county. Mm-hmm. And so, consequently, this water treatment plant apparently only provides water, or primarily provides water, to the city of Jackson, as well, opposed to the metro area. But and, have they put on any of the city council people, I'm presuming, most of them, if not all, are black. Uh, what are they saying? Well, the mayor has been the person that they have put on because he's had clashes with the governor uh, over a period of time. They they mm-hmm. clash. And he tries to work with the governor, but the governor does not try to work with him. That governor mm-hmm. down there in Mississippi, he is a strong racist. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not a member of the Klan. It's huh? terrible, Reverend Barnett. And I'm trying very much to control what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, so that I don't say the way I feel in regards to my understanding mm-hmm. of what's going on down there in Mississippi. But Mississippi's mm-hmm. just a terrible state. Well, and the governor uh, on down. Yeah. What about, uh, have you heard anything from uh, Washington on this? The White House, have they spoken on this? Have you heard anything? Yes, yes. They have, as part of the infrastructure bill, mm-hmm. that, that there was money put in there specifically to deal with the water problem in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But the amount that was put in there is like $70, $80 dollars. Is 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 only a band aid in terms of the water treatment plant. They need mm-hmm. about a billion dollars to correct that water treatment plant that deals with the city of Jack, uh, uh, Jackson, Mississippi. But the other, but the money that comes through the infrastructure goes through the state. And so mm-hmm. the governor sits over there. So the governor ends up controlling that money. They, they, they are controlling the money. 
I mean, it's terrible, Red Barnett. It almost sounds like you, 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 when you yeah. listen to it, mm-hmm. it's like it, it almost like South Africa. I mean, it is really bad. And, <sighs> and now it's starting to, to come out where, where people recognize you. You don't need to send the water down there to, to Jackson. They got enough water in Mississippi to, to, to supply Jackson. Well, just that Pearl River running through there, that's not a little tiny stream. That's a pretty good-sized river. And uh, uh, but what I heard was there was a guy on there from Jackson. He worked for the city of Jackson. He said the problem was with the pipes are all dilapidated. And uh, they they haven't replaced the pipes. Uh, that's what he was hopping on. Uh, the, the You know, how... The drainage was the biggest problem. It's similar to the way Flint, Michigan is in terms of the pipe. Uh It's a deterioration over a period of time due to lack of maintenance and lack of repairs. And and because that water uh, plant that's down there focuses on the city of Jackson, then the rest of the... The, the people in the state, they you know, they not they not trying to do anything for them black people down there in Mississippi and Jackson, yeah, Mississippi. Uh, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They, so so it's but it's been neglect over a period of time. Do you think uh, blacks are welcome in the suburban cities to come and get water or what? Well, they they have obviously they have some blacks to live in the in the suburbs. I'm sure of that. Yeah. But, but this is this is the city is an area of the metro where there's a high concentration of African Americans, mm-hmm. and they are able to neglect the infrastructure for for the city of Jackson without affecting negatively affecting as much the metro area. That's why you have about 180,000 population in the city of Jackson mm-hmm. and almost 500,000 in the metro area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can tell the metropolitan area is large, but the city itself was, and see, you have uh, people got children going to Jackson State there from all over the country. Uh, this is got, this got, we got to make this a national problem. I don't know where Sharpton or some of the rest of them, have you seen some of the national leaders, blacks, uh, have they been out? I spoken on this situation. Oh yeah, they have spoken on on Mississippi over a period of time. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just concentrated on the infrastructure of the city of Jackson. It was concentrated on on the entire state of Mississippi. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and and, and they've had clashes with the governor over the state of Mississippi uh, for over a period of time on a lot of issues. And, and I'm just telling you, Reverend Barnett, because I've been listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. The racism they Mississippi is terrible. Yeah. That's, that's I, 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 believe me, I can remember Mississippi way on back <laughs> in the in the fifties and all how how they used to lynch and kill and everything. But it's still, they may not be doing the exact same thing. But it seems like the mentality is still there. The mentality is still there, but the, the black people, they are there, in my opinion, mm-hmm. need to be more participatory and active. See, mm-hmm. 
They mm-hmm. don't put enough pressure on them folks. And that's the thing where I was mentioning about Tarrant County. Tarrant mm-hmm. County started to evolve, and the lady that was on there, she's right. They need to, to elect some people over there. Mm-hmm. But Tarrant County was was kind of, was uh, uh, like they wasn't like Dallas County. Black people in Dallas County was more active mm-hmm. in Tarrant County. And so in Mississippi, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I don't understand with all of them black people down there in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a large percentage of blacks against the percentage of whites. Is I think it's larger than any, probably in the largest state in the union. If they but, organize and 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 and, act, and be active and participate more than they are, mm-hmm. they could have made some changes for that. Yes. It, this this doesn't make sense. I'm going to be honest to you. The reason why I haven't said a whole lot, it, it do not make sense, 2022, that you can't even cut your uh, uh, faucet on and get a, a, a glass of water. That, this, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make this is idiotic. And, you know, this is just crazy. Really, like you said, it's crazy. It's crazy. They tell they, they, they take a shower, make sure that they, they, they keep their mouth closed. Oh, damn, I see. I mean, it, 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 I mean, I've been listening to it very closely, as you can mm-hmm. tell. Yeah. The anger that I have in regards, uh, and I'm sure it's like that in other areas of the country, so, mm-hmm. but Mississippi is the worst. Yeah. Well, now, let me ask you one more thing. Maybe you heard it. I didn't. What happened with, uh, Utah and Duke. Had you heard about that? I have. I, I, I don't recall hearing in regards to uh, that situation, and I'm sure it probably happened. And 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 it's happened before. You know, it's happened in other areas too. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. People just don't report it. Uh, no, I think I think they they need to address it, but I I would not advocate the solution of anybody just leaving. The University of Utah, I think that they, they need to stay there and correct the situation. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to occur. And they have to come up with a plan to do that. And I don't know if that the person who was saying that, he or she may not have even been a, a student at, at either one of those universities. It could mm-hmm. just be the outside agitator. Mm-hmm. But well, when you hear that, you take corrective action. So, in other words, uh, just because you have a ugly made nose, Cut your face off, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just cut it off. I, I don't know. I hadn't heard this. See, I have two grandsons play for the University of Utah. Oh, okay. Uh, if you watch the Utah, Utah Florida game tonight, he's number 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, the other one uh, got messed around when he transferred and he can't play next, next year, but... Uh, they both will start. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, number six, he's a starter. He is sort of there. He plays corner, right corner. He shuts that whole side of the field out. Well, I know they recruit a lot. Uh, Texas? Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they recruit heavily at Texas. Yeah. They, they recruit Texas a lot better than a lot of Texas schools. So uh, I'm sure they, they, they uh, imagine they have an organization Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of African-American students in the, in the university they don't, they should have. Yeah. And that organization of students are the, are the ones that need to uh, organize and, 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 and,
organize and, and take some action. So if that occurs again, the person mm-hmm. will be escorted out of the premises and not allowed to attend any of the events. That's really what needs to happen. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say that all of us should just jump up and transfer and go to another school. That, mm. that would be counterproductive, in my opinion. But. Yeah, and see the NFL is watching Utah real close because last when they lost to Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, they were here three touchdowns. My uh, grandson got his leg broke. And, oh. and that's when they start throwing to their left, uh, Utah's right side. Oh, that's, before, your huh? that's your grandson? Huh? That's your grandson? Yeah. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my grandson. Oh, okay. They, are, they say they're from Beaumont, but really, uh, they live well a long time for years with me here in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. I remember that. Yeah, that was a big story about, about uh, he plays yeah. defensive back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he runs a he runs a four two forty. He's six foot four and a half, right at six five. Oh, yeah, and, and, and quick as a he's quick as a lizard, man. Yeah, they oh yeah, they that that made a big difference in the internet. Okay, I'm gonna make sure I keep my eye on that. It's, yeah, he's recovered. The, and he's, they're on ESPN tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I'll I remember that. What's his number? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay then. Let me see if I can get somebody else on. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Paris. Uh, uh, bring me another call in if these people have been waiting for something. Yeah, uh, we have a Chuck on the line four. Church? Chuck. All right. Uh, bring him on. Line four. Hello? Uh, you on there, sir? Hello? Is he gone? He's he's on Chuck. Hello. I guess he's gone. Yeah. Uh, uh, I tell you what, uh, we're up against a break. That's gonna take a break. Hey, you should give us about 30 seconds on there. Okay. Yeah, just take a break and then we'll come back to it. We'll come back and answer the lines. All right. Be right back. All right. We're back. All right. I'm ready to go. You can reach us at 972-647-1893. I know all the lines are filled, but just call back after that. We'll, we'll try to move a little swifter. All right. Who, who do we have on the line? So we we have um, uh, Aija on the line one. Aija? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. This is Ike Rimbaud. Oh, Ike Steen. Okay. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, good morning. I just want to bring two things to your attention. And uh, number one thing I'd like to bring up is, uh, is the Uplift Charter School right there on 35 in Camp Wisdom. Right. Where we have out, had all the traffic problems out of and mm-hmm. there's so many issues with that, with that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Well, I went down to the planning commission and then went to a couple of neighborhood, I mean, a, a meeting at the school up there that was supposed to be for the neighbors, but it was for the parents and the, basically the parents and the uh, uplift and the kids. That, but uh, Real Barnett, they've been operating for five years out of compliance. Uh-huh. Now they want a, they want another five-year SUP. An extension on that? 
Well, they gave him a two-year extension with no automatic renewal, and I requested that they only get him a, a one-year because mm-hmm. we don't have a plan commissioner for that area. We are, they're using uh, Tennell's Atkins plan commissioner to represent over there in Casey Thomas area, and she has other handful in her own area. So I think it's uh, I think they was a disservice to the community for them to make a decision that somebody else has to deal with when they take the new seat. And I tried to get them not to do it, but I, you know, by it just they do what they want to do, Reverend Barnett, and call it right. And but and there's I have heard nothing said about them being in violation for five years with no oversight. Nobody go to monitor the traffic or correct the situation until the SUP come up, then all of a sudden they could fix it in, say, one month. Now they got another two-year extension, so they get to run rapid for two years, I guess, and let the city council put a halt on it, which I will ask the city council, because it's in Casey Thomas District, but the planning commissioner is out of Kennell Atkins District. So I just want to make people aware that the oh, traffic oh, got oh, better. What, what about uh, the city council? They're going to get a new SUP. And they are totally disrespecting that neighborhood over there. When the neighbors came out to the to the planning commissioner, I mean, to the, to the meeting at the school, they were totally disrespected and disregarded because the parents of the kids that go to the school that doesn't live in the area basically dominated the meeting. So, well... What about the city manager? You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Hello. What about, you can't hear me? I'm showing that I'm on air. Yeah. Well, what about the city manager? Have you talked to the city manager's office about this? Because they're the ones who... Uh Uh-huh. I I, I put in a call to the city manager's office, and uh, I'm waiting on them to call me back because this is a terrible situation and uh it's just too much going on around Barnett in that area. Now this Casey Thomas and Tennell Atkins both area are booming with development. On the corner of uh Cam Wisdom and thirty five they got development. They got development coming out in front of the college and nobody wants to really look at what's going on in this little community where these people are being enclosed in, in camp. Now one of the neighbors had somebody at the school, I mean, going to the school, pull a gun on them, but just trying to get out onto the service road in their vehicle, and they didn't want to break line to let them out of, and let the person out to go and do their daily activities. So we got some issues. You saying people can't get out of their own driveways? Well, they can get out. They got out there. Once they get out their driveway, they were trying to get out the street. Mm-hmm. And the line was so stacked that the guy he squeezed through to get out onto the service <laughs> road and little, uh, I guess the him and the contention <laughs> came between <laughs> him and the person of the car and she pulled the gun on him. Uh-huh. And the school did nothing about it. After, the, after he reported it to the school resource officer and pointed out the vehicle with the person in it, they did nothing but let the person come on on campus and pick up the child. So I'm saying... We got some issues over there that I mm-hmm. think we need more eyes on than the planning commissioner. And I'm not criticizing the planning commissioners, but they they work together in cahoots 
to get different things done in their area. So, you know, they need each other both, so they're going to support each other. But we don't have a seat at the table over there. Well, my each planning person is appointed by a city council member, right? Right. And Casey Thomas, who has no planning commissioner over there, now I was told that his planning commissioner uh, resigned or quit or whatever you want to put it, and he, uh, he didn't appoint a new one. Yeah. We have those people that are vulnerable. Okay. <clears throat> so, but I, I just want to make you aware of that, and I want people to keep an eye out on the Dallas Police Department, especially the Dallas Police Association Union, where they put out this racist uh, coin at depicting Big T Bazaar as a, as a drug haven and a... You know, they got a coin out, and uh, the, the black police association yeah. is, is really fighting it. Mm-hmm. But Mike Mata, uh, it came through the, their website, through the Dallas Police Association website, and he seemed to be trying to downplay it. But anyway, Ron Barnett, have a mm-hmm. good day, and I appreciate you. And, uh, thank you for that. Thank you for all you do. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. I the line, 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have next for you? Uh, we have uh, Chuck on uh, line four. Chuck is back. Church? Uh, Chuck. 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 Yes. Uh, good morning, Chuck. Hello, Chuck. I don't know if he's back or not. He can't, it doesn't seem yeah, to be here. Line four, but uh, yeah, no one. Uh, Chuck, yeah. Chuck, you there? Okay, or otherwise we, we have a councilwoman, uh, Caroline Arnold, on the line too. All righty. Good morning, councilwoman. I just a couple of quick things this morning, Captain. Uh, it's been a good conversation. But mm, I did want to back one more time to remind uh, our constituents and residents about the water bill. Mm-hmm. This September. So remember, you are in arrears, you're behind, don't fret call the water department to get, make some arrangements with your bill so that mm-hmm. your water will not be terminated because we are going to start terminating services uh, this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is I, I appreciate the barrister uh, and his comments uh, and it's relative to Mississippi, but about us taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to, uh, earlier this week, last week, there was a uh, story around Artera Apartments here on Ledbetter, mm-hmm. and that is at District 4. And so, uh, and they were speaking out because of the poor living conditions and failure of contractual agreement, uh, I guess, responsibility of that owner. But I just want to say, just in terms of just even thinking about Mississippi, we do have a responsibility as people to take care of our business because we're the ones that we live in apartments or rental properties. We have a contract with that owner. And mm-hmm. so it is a two-way street and both have responsibilities. But what I'm encouraging everyone this morning who's listening, if you live in, a, in an apartment complex, multifamily unit or rental properties and you have a contract with a landlord, there is a relationship, a contractual relationship so if you're in a situation where maintenance not is not being performed, mm-hmm. you are subjected to mold, mildew throughout the building, mm-hmm. broken windows, sewers running, 
uh, and you're threatened with uh, eviction notices and, and you're still having to deal with rats and rodents and sewer and other uh, conditions that are not uh, healthy and safe, then you need to call to report that landlord to 311 mm-hmm. to code. Mm-hmm. And code will come out to conduct an inspection. We have been terrorized in many instances by slumlords for over two to three decades in the city of Dallas. And we want to begin to turn that conversation around. Folks with, with vouchers right now in our terror apartment, for example, they're being threatened with eviction, but th- th- those individuals cannot take those vouchers anywhere else because we have, you know, the housing stock is not, a, is not fair. And especially for some of the rent that some of these people are paying somewhere between 900 to $1,200 a month to be oppressed. So mm-hmm. it's a two-way street. I know that individuals sometimes call in and say, well, I have bed bugs and, and roaches. But now some of it, some of it has to do with what you're doing on the day-to-day in your apartment. Mm-hmm. But if your neighbor is not clean and cleaning the floors and doing sanitary things, yes, you might see some roaches. But we're talking about a grievous offenses against human beings. Mm-hmm. Being forced to walk in sewer, being mm-hmm. forced to have to fight rats and roaches and other rodents, being forced to have to deal with leaking ceilings mm-hmm. and what have you. So right now we're getting ready to, we've issued, for example, a uh, notification. Uh, we're working to, with that owner uh, and, and, and who obviously does not want to work with us because I've not been able to meet him yet. But if they don't meet our, our requirements, to, to repair and bring up the standards, mm-hmm. then the Dallas City of Dallas is going to pursue. Now, I can't, when folks start calling out, well, what about the council member? What about the mayor? First, it has to be with you. And your responsibility, if you're living in that situation, is to report it 311. And then when we get those cases, and I don't mind folks calling 311 and then calling our office, but we can then build a look at that database, and then I can push the community prosecutors to do right by the citizens so that we can begin to shut down on these slumlords. There's no reason that we should be exposing our children to slum uh, uh, day in and day out. But answer me this, though. Do they live in those apartments? Do they go to uh, the city council first or to, say, Judge Thomas Jones or somebody? to uh, report these, you know, when these landlords are just letting the property run down and won't, no upkeep whatsoever. Who do they go to no. first? The first responsibility is to report it to 311 for code inspection. Code inspection. Code that, that's the city of Dallas. The mm-hmm. city of Dallas. Mm-hmm. We're now, now we do have some situations now where I understand that some of our code officers are even being threatened by constituents, and that's another conversation, but they are mm-hmm. authorized, like law, the law, police officers to a certain extent, and they're now having to wear body cam because folks are acting acting up with them, but they have a, they have authority to come and inspect. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. The mm-hmm. second, if you are in those run-down uh, apartments, and, and you're and some people are happy with that. Let me, let me just say that some people appear to be happy. But if you're not happy and it's threatening the quality of life, report to three one one. If you're in District Four, 
District 8, District 3, whatever, report that also to the council member that you have reported at 311. Mm-hmm. Our job then is to get the community prosecutors to put their eyes on those multifamily or rental properties mm-hmm. where people are being abused mm-hmm. through neglect by the ownership. And there are some who are intentional and they have no intention of curing the situation. They're all they want is the profit. And so oh. their excuse is if we if we if we repair the ceiling, if we repair the roof, it's gonna cause the the my, I'm gonna start losing profit but we may have to increase the rent and they can't afford the rent. But there's a certain level of a standard where we should demand a healthy and safe living environment. And so that's my commitment. And I'm sure council members throughout the city around the horseshoe Mm -hmm. are willing to fight, but I can only speak right now what I'm seeing in District 4 for sure, that we have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to take care of our properties, read that contract, Call 311 when you have egregious neglect. Mm-hmm. And then also call your council member to say, look, I've called, I've got a service request number, and this is what's going on. And that way we have the data. So right wow. now, in District 4, we're dealing with Artera because those individuals, it started with a gas leak. Mm-hmm. And that's what normally happens, a gas leak, no communication to the residents, and they're here day in and day out waiting for some response. And so normally that's what happens. Get gas outage, uh, mm-hmm. electrical outage, you know, sewer. Those are some of the top, top offenses. So I just wanted to share that. And there's, yeah. as a barrister, I just want you to uh, 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 break that tie bet- between Tanelle Atkins and Casey Thomas. Uh, who you picked to win today, Kimberly Carter? Yes. Which one? I going? did that. Which one? No, I'm that's very, all right. I'm very political. You know, you see what I said? I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the you got voters in, uh, on both ends, huh? <laughs> 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 no. We love those kids. We love those communities, and I'm so excited <laughs> about the excitement that uh, the community has. And we, but we've got to continue to rally around our students, not just for football, but for other issues such as what uh, Trustee Foreman talks about. Uh-huh. Fighting for the classroom, so both communities, all communities, win when they cross that line. We all win because mm-hmm. they are literate, they are articulate, knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and credible, and that's what we need to keep surrounding our kids. Not just for football, but holistically, it would be great. And I do want to let everybody know that I knew about your role in fighting for that stadium. And I know yeah. a lot more because you were a parent at Mark Twain, where I also was well, a parent. But it takes. It, like I still had kids at Mark Twain when I was trying to get that uh, stadium built. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. But I know that because you were in the PTA. I was in the PTA. Uh-huh. We had to fight, fight hard. But you fight, and, 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 and but back to the, the previous conversation, I think if we all could see our parents fighting for our kids in every single school, mm-hmm. making sure they're going to school with what the supplies they need day in and day out, and yeah. they get the education well, that they need day in and day out, we could win as a city. Well, Mr. Putney used to call me when he needed uh, copying machines or something. Uh-huh. I'd go downtown and get it. And, uh, yep. 
They respected me in that building. Every superintendent, I could walk right into his office and know without any pre-announcement and everything. I had open-door policy up until, uh, what's that woman's name? Yvonne Gonzalez? Yeah, until oh. that. That thing came along. But they still, we had some black people working to help our kids. We can never, you can never just take for granted that people going to do your kids right. If you don't be vigilant, they they feel like if you don't care, they don't care. That's, the way That's it, right. Uh, yeah. I think well, you. I'm glad you mentioned Marvin Edwards, too, because I remember him, too, our first oh, black yeah. superintendent. Yeah. yeah, I remember him. Best, best superintendent we've ever had, believe mm-hmm. it or not. They don't give him credit. He's the best we've ever had. Thank you. I tell you what, uh, we got a line full of calls. I found our lines of jam, but I have got to go. I got to get out of here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, bye bye. I got to go. Got to go. Coming next is Workers Beat, and uh, yeah, they're coming. And uh, I got to run. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Lord bless you and keep you. Bye-bye. And see you tomorrow morning, 9.30. Marion Barnett Sr., Ebony Joy Church. Uh, tune in with us at 9.30 tomorrow morning. We'll be streaming. Our on Facebook. All right. Bye-bye.